Hey, y'all, y'all about to listen to the Jose Quavo interview we did July 10th, 2019. Let's get it. Hey, what's up, Jose? What's up with you, brother? Hey, um, appreciate you, you know, taking time out your day to do this interview. Thank you for having the opportunity for to let me come in and do your own um, podcast with you, brother. No um, problem. No doubt. You know, it's always uh, I'm always, you know, highlighting independent artists, and that's where my passion lies. So I definitely want you know more people to know um, who you are, but. For everybody out there who's going to listen to it, um, give us a background of one why the name uh, Jose uh, Quavo, right? Mm-hmm, correct. And then two, um, what inspired you to actually get into the music business? All right. Well, first, the background, the background of my name comes in two different reasons. My first name is actually is my name that I was born with and then my second you know what I'm saying of course it's Quavo is the nickname that I was just known in from the neighborhood or on the streets what inspired me to be into the to be an independent artist or to get involved with the music is because of so many levels and so many reasons but just to sum it all up it's just that music can can bring a channel into your soul Really tap into it, and I just wanted to be one of the individuals that could do the same thing. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so I noticed that you know I've been going through um, your profiles and social media, and you've been putting out, I guess, like singles here and there, correct? Correct. Okay. How has that uh, been for you? Because I know the challenges that independent artists face. How has that been for you as far as going through that process? And what goals have you actually been able to accomplish that you set for yourself? The, um, as far as like sending out music and sending out the singles and stuff like that, it's been, it's been, it's been a, a well grateful experience. I want to definitely say that it's, it's been very humbling. And, um, with all the trials and the tribulations that's going in with them, you know, of course, always have a plan, always have a strategy. And then once I implement my plan into it, and if I don't, and if I do not get the results that I want, then instead of being frustrated and getting mad at others, I sit back, do my homework and rethink of another strategy and then try to implement it on the next go around. So of course with, Kung Fu, what would you do? You'll notice that I did a different few changes. But now with this new single that I am pushing and promoting, I added some more, I added more things and more ideas and more strategies that is actually been more effective than the last two singles that I've been pushing. So, and all and all, I'm actually just finding ways just to implement or find different ways to polish up my 
my character as an artist and also um the morality as as just a, a, a person that's a fan of music and just wanted to put in his contribution into this genre that everybody can relate to that everybody wants to go to that escapes from reality every now and then so do you feel your audience that you're um captivating is the ones that you know feeling the struggle and just like this real music that you know is sort of like a hot uh topic for the last couple of years mm-hmm. okay. yes i feel like um the era of real hip-hop real rap is on its way to come back and and when it does i definitely want to be in the forefront like the days when bone thugs and harmony was coming out the days when gangster rap was coming out the days when um tupac and biggie was out because i'm a 90s baby so of course mm-hmm. i was i was born within the golden era mm-hmm. when 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 rap was really just starting to learn how to walk versus then just a run because you know in the phases in hip-hop it started up as as a new child as yeah. an adolescent then a teenager then a young adult to a to a male adult in this phase today i feel like we're in that era where hip-hop is a young adult but at the, at the time as being a young adult you know at that age we can't be told we can listen we can hear you but that don't mean that we're going to take the advice so we're at that era now that we're just going to be what the saying says a hard head make a soft ass nobody mm-hmm. can tell you nothing and i feel like that is really affecting the people as a whole with all the music that's getting put out because if you listen to the music that's hot today it's really nothing nothing really is being different from each other like everybody yeah. saying the same everybody mostly sounding the same but you go to the big crits currency um money man and different other artists like lot dog velo king getty pain city dp done long live him you go back to that era or come in and get them artists involved then we may be on the great we may be on the step of moving towards to that but as of right now so hip-hop is to the point of that young adult that's testing new things trying new things and they like where it's at and they don't want to change but sooner or later if they don't it's going to be really drastic for them yeah i definitely agree with that I think uh, the fact that, you know, when we look at it in the different levels, um, you know, because the the independent scene, I see a lot of creativity. I don't necessarily see the same thing being done over and over. Um, now, I see some people trying to mimic uh, success stories, but I get introduced to a lot of people to where I don't feel like I see the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Um, for the ones who are trying, you know, to be different like yourself. And even when I went on Spotify, I was listening to your single, Getting Money, and then also What Would You Do? Yeah. I felt, uh, especially with What Would You Do? You know, it was a really personable uh, song, and I, I felt that in the, just sonically, I felt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
as far as I guess people and I, and I guess it goes back to you know what everybody's goals are what they're trying to get out of the music business yeah uh, at the end of the day you know everybody wants to be able to make a living for the craft right um, so if you know if your goal I think if their goal is to try to be the biggest artist mainstream then of course you know you're gonna mimic what's out there but I think if the goal is for someone to be there long term and really want to build a fan base that is like theirs um, and be like, you know, the Kendricks and Crits and J. Coles, then, you know, people gotcha. have to look at the foundation that they laid. Exactly. You still get out there. Um, so what what are your goals as far as, you know, the um, your artistry? Where are you wanting to take it? You know, what are you trying to achieve? First step I want to do is just make sure that new artists or existing artists or existing supporters knows about Jose Quavo. They know about the brotherhood. They know about the movement, gentlemen eating together. They know the movement, women eating together. That they know that it's all about peace, love, and respect. But at the same time, it's all about the real. Like, it's time to come back to that genuine music. That's what I want people to know about Jose Quavo that night. It's going to be real. It's going to be genuine. It's going to be gritty. Like, it's going to be all of that that what you miss. As far as, like, keeping folks aware, I would never give you one side and then never tell you about the other side. Just like how I did with What Would You Do. So I appreciate you for definitely taking the time out to check out What Would You Do because anytime, anytime that I do music, I always have a goal. And my goal is that if I can at least touch at least one person on each, on every song then I completed my goal no matter how no matter how high the level is or how much money I make off of it mine is more like on the mental and spiritual well being far as instead of being on some materialistic or what I have and what I got basically I'm really just through my music I'm just expressing myself the best way that I can and just trying to reach out to the youth. How, <clears throat> excuse me, how important do you feel transparency plays? Because going back to that song, mm-hmm. the reason I, I really like it is because one, I could identify with um, um, a lot of the words and, and particularly where you were talking about being a foster uh, child. Yeah. Um, I went through that same ordeal as a young uh, teenager going into adulthood. Right. So, you know, I definitely can relate, sympathize, empathize. I know how that is. I wasn't in the state of um, Georgia, but I was in the state of Tennessee. But right. to me, you know, and then also doing that work with one of my businesses right now and dealing with defects and seeing how I think it's one of those overlooked topics. And it's like a, a sub society that people forget about and that exists. Um, and it really does change people. It does. Uh, it does. It really what, does. What really made you want to, you know, let that out and be transparent? To be honest with you, it's been so long. It, been, it, it was very, it's very long and it was a very challenging topic for me to, to bring up because in order for me to get you to understand it, I would have to tell you the whole story of 
how I was into, got involved into that, how the mm-hmm. system came and took me away from the custody of my parents, the mm-hmm. trials and tribulations that I had to go through. Because at the time, I'm thinking that being young, I thought that it was because of me that I got taken away from my parents because mm-hmm. of my behavior. Because I was, I was, I was bad. Like, excuse my friends, I was bad as hell in school. Like, mm-hmm. I would be the class clown. My moms would have to come up there every other day where I showed out at, she showed out at. Mm-hmm. You know, like that real discipline that way kids need to get these days. Like, okay, you want to go up here and act the fool up in school? Okay, well, I'm going to act the fool and show out in front of your friends at school. I bet you won't act up no more. Nowadays, you come up there and try to show out, they want to be quick to got doing call the police on you for disciplining your own kids. Yeah. <laughs> Why the kids are acting the way that they acting now because they not getting the same discipline that what we are used to or the upbringing that what we're used to. Mm-hmm. As far as like the teachers and morals and rules and ethics and stuff like that. But back to the subject and on your question, it wasn't really involving towards me as being a bad, as being a child just growing up, but just, you know, being bad, being a rebel, it was more on the parent side. Mm-hmm. And seed of addiction, if you ever understand that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely get it. Um, so I, I love the fact that you can share um, stuff like that. And I think that's what makes the best artists because it's like giving, you know, a part of yourself away to the fan base and letting people know that you're not just you know, like you said earlier, you're not just focusing on one aspect, you're focusing on, uh, you know, a whole plethora of things, uh, you know, you're giving them the, the bigger picture. Right. Um, <clears throat> how has this uh, area, because you're Warner Robins, correct? Yes, I'm from Warner Robins. Um, how has, uh, Warner Robins in the middle Georgia area, how has that impacted your um, artistry and what type of support have you been able to receive? Being a Warner Robins as an artist impacted me a lot. And the influence that made me want to do the music was one of our own from Warner Robins called DP the Dunn, mm-hmm. Northside Hood legend. You know what I'm saying? He was up there doing their thing with some of the greats that we know as of today. Like Lil Boosie, shout out to him, Bun B, UGK, like our brother was on our way but due to the drastic loss that had happened you know that was the end of like okay who was next to come out and one of robins because dp dunn had set up the, the 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 bar so high that nobody wasn't able to reach so a lot of artists is from the 478 or in that one robin section because mm-hmm. of course we got a lot of greats in making too Long live John Amos, you feel mm-hmm. me? Even though he made not he, even though he was an artist, he also was a phenomenal producer. Mm-hmm. And he done made a lot of classical tracks with a lot of classical legends in Mac in, in Macon or in Mac Town. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like Mudhole. Um, a lot of groups that Dark House, mm-hmm. you know. And I just wanted to do my part for my city just to catch just to lead just to pick up where dp done left off but also take it to a higher level and also try to make ways to open up the doors for many great talents that's coming from one robin so do you feel um because you know i, I have 
all the different artists I've interviewed over the last three years, mm-hmm. no matter where I'm interviewing them from, uh, whether it be the middle Georgia area, uh, Cali, New York, Florida, Pennsylvania, um, it seems like to be this common um, thread of, I get 90% of them will say, that their area where they're from doesn't support them like uh, artists like you know people should support the artists but then that's uh, you know 10% where like K19 for example um, he's here in Macon mm-hmm. he said he's always had support and people supported him so he hasn't had that same trial and tribulation as far as trying to seek out support from the community that you reside in right um, how, how do you fall on that spectrum? Do you feel like the people support you or do you don't even, you know, because uh, some people might not even care whether or not their own city support them. I know my city support me behind. I know my I know my city supports me 100 percent. They're just waiting on me to just show my greatness that what I'm destined for. Okay. So the best way that I can explain it is that in order for me to show that I have to work with my city. I have to start working with people that have podcasts, that have different outlets that's involved with music. Network with them, you know, and then we make it into a bigger picture. Then the rest will follow. So that's definitely one of the goals right there, just working the hell out of my town. Okay, I, I like the fact that you said that because um, I think that it gets overlooked as far as networking, mm-hmm. um, especially within your area like you said, doing people who have podcasts and realizing the importance of doing interviews. Cause I think, you know, interviews are important vital part. Um, of course. Also, you know, working with PRs and going to different uh, venues and performing. Now I'm not a big advocate of doing every open mic. Um, True that. Just due to the fact that, you know, I think some of them try to take advantage mm-hmm. of artists as opposed to really put them out there and to help build the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, you know, think that, <clears throat> excuse me, that one, I believe we have everything in the middle of Georgia area that we need to have a sustained and inf- influential uh, music business, influential mm-hmm. music industry. Uh, everyone doesn't have to run to Atlanta. I don't, I don't understand why they do it anyway, because you're competing against more resources up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on here in the middle of Georgia area. Yes, that people overlook. I mean, yes, we, got, we have festivals. We have Beristock. We have you know the Cherry Blossom. We have yes. different plays and you know different forms of where entertainment can be needs to be uh, in you know injected into the entire event. I'm That's like, right. I do events where artists come and perform, and you know we have community days where people are raising for like back to school and stuff like that. All those different things need entertainment. Yes, the artists fit the excuse me for what they're going for. They should definitely, um, you know, link up. Um, oh yeah, definitely. What what turned you on to like networking and really not just thinking about you know because a lot of artists they'll or too many I've seen they'll mm-hmm. like go and record music and then you know just put it out and think that it's supposed to have this miraculous you know go viral or whatever the case may be or just think that everything you do is supposed to be online right what got you to that point of seeing how valuable networking is what got me to that 
what got me to seeing how valuable it is with networking is when I first started my career. That was back in 2012 when I did my first open open mic showcase with Miss Sharon that's up here from um Covington Highway that has a club in um called O'Reilly's or Sports mm-hmm. Bar. And um this was in 20 2012 December the 6th because I can remember that because it was a day after my birthday I was born December the 5th 1990 so of course um I'm getting into the music you know I had linked up with my cousin which is called by Richard but you know everybody know him as cousin Mm -hmm. cousin came and asked me a serious series of serious questions he was like man you really want to do this music like of course I want to do this music he was like well this is what you need to do you need to go out doing link up with some um producers. You need to link up, put some studio time, take care of the ninety percent first, then do the ten percent. And what I mean about the ninety percent and the ten percent is the ninety percent is the business. Mm-hmm. Because like getting your stuff copyrighted, getting your stuff registered, you know, getting yourself established with, a, getting yourself affiliated with a PRO. Mm-hmm. Then once you get all of that taken care of. And getting it registered then you go do the 10 percent, which is the showcasing your talent as far as like recording your audio recording your music making sure that it's mixed and mastered down correctly making sure that it has a quality and unique sound mm-hmm. then after once you do that then you start putting in the footwork going to the open mics and stuff but back to wings cafe on december the 6th 2012 I had met a phenomenal brother that we are brothers to this day. His name is Velo, aka Lavars Hogan. Mm-hmm. I know you probably may have heard of him before. And meeting him, you know, coming from Warner Robins, I honestly say this: coming from Warner Robins, Warner Robins and making at the time used to be like, you know, kind of like, hey, you better know somebody from the city because if you don't then you, you know what's understood ain't got to be explained but yeah. instead of feeling that way when my cousin introduced me to Velo it was all love it was all embrace then of course when I went to go promote it my, my first song that I ever did that got me that got the name Jose Quavo in the brand in the movement that I'm pushing to this day attention core fan bases new fan bases hidden fan bases you know when i say hidden fan bases i mean the ones that knows that you do music the ones that knows your music but doesn't like share or comment anything like that i call them hidden because they don't want to be shown yet but they do know everything that what you're doing when when you come back home you know what i'm saying like when you come back home they'll come up and hit you with this line like hey bro i see you moving i see you working man keep that up man i'm proud of you there's that in the third and then instead of being upset and angry with them I just be so humble and grateful at the same time just being like appreciated man I got so much more on the way man just keep on just keep on being on the lookout you know mm-hmm. just stay in tune you know what I'm saying make sure that you mm-hmm. like me like all my pages you know what I'm saying as far as like on social media I keep all my social media the same whether it's Facebook Instagram and Twitter or even Snapchat it's Jose Quavo 478 make sure that you follow me Make sure that, you know what I'm saying, you're staying in tune on all of my social accounts. And best believe that whatever 
you want to ask me it'll be answered because of the stuff that I put up on my social media so based so based on coming up to my first showcase performing at um, at Wings Cafe Mama Sharon had came and um, spoke to me and said man I like that song that you got have you ever thought about coming up to Macon or are you willing to travel outside of Macon? I'm saying, yeah, anytime that anybody that wants to hear me or see me showcase my talent or perform, I'm willing to work. I'm willing to move. And that's when I had got me a set two dates. Wednesdays would be Wednesday's Cafe. Sundays would be Open Mics at O'Reilly's. And I would push in the same the same song I'll push the same song for like about a good six months and then I start creating my start creating myself a buzz as Jose Cuevo known for having the hit song seven days of the week you know this is before we had like all the sound clouds and all the other music outlets that we have today you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. iTunes Apple Music Spotify and etc so if they know if you wasn't going out to the open mics and performing every every day or every week and being consistent with it then of course nobody would know who you are or know your music you know and i know it may be frustrating with a lot of artists that's coming out or been doing this for a while but the main thing that what i feel like a lot of artists be missing is the consistency and the persistence of their craft like you have to be in these people's faces like as much as possible so that they can you know what i'm saying catch your vibe and catch your catch your your way of how you maneuver far as like being the artist and as just being as a human being yeah i I definitely agree um and from just talking to you and listening to you know everything you've been going through um all the information that you take in and you sit back and you analyze you have every building block that you need for success and for uh, for major success as well. Thank you. And uh, you, you definitely do. So I definitely want to see how uh, this progresses and, you know, keep tabs on you and see where you're able to uh, project yourself. Right. Like you said, the one thing is consistency. And I think that's, uh, that's the, a big part of what a lot of artists don't understand and then the fact that you know it's a business at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh, don't expect you know handouts um because you're building you know your brand you're building a business yes uh, realistically um and you like you said you get your uh get all your business in order get your pros and everything else that comes along with it you know because the recording aspect is just the fun part yeah it should be the easiest um <clears throat> So for everybody out there who's uh, going to tune in, because I'm going to upload this after I get done editing it. Gotcha. Uh, let them know one more time how to find you on all social media platforms. And also, um, i like to give my guests any last words that you have, any mantras, sayings, or anything that you like to pass on to the people. Got you. Follow me on all social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Jose Quavo 478. That's all together. One word. Spelt H-O-S-E-A-C-U-E-R-V-O. 478. All together. One word. Follow me on all social media accounts with 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, for the ones that do like to do get a snap on on Snapchat, I'm also on there too. But you could definitely find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. But definitely, my saying is, everybody wants to be somebody, but not in, but not everybody will wait on anybody. And also, I want to definitely want to say about is Jose Cuevo, the Brotherhood, G-E-T, W-E-T, gentlemen eating together, women eating together. All right, Jose, I appreciate that. And I look forward to, you know, coming and catching you at some events and then also when we can sit down and film as well. Oh, yes. You know, we definitely going to have that in the making, my brother. Guys, too. We got to make that happen. Uh, most definitely. All right, man. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you for having me on the podcast today. All right. All right.